I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> well, <Hey! laughs> hello everybody it's another edition of alice mccarthy's wrestling daily you can see that i'm in the house but of course it is thursday it is the day after aew and that means the hot take queen the ultra trap machine steph chase is in the place steph how are you i'm great thank you i've been enjoying the sun in london it's very nice and warm and yeah i did a bit of work in the morning and then was like mom i'm gonna go enjoy the sun uh and that was very very nice and let's hope wwe don't drop any major bombs in the next hour so we can talk about aew yeah that's it (laughs) hopefully they don't cut people mid-show that would be great Uh, speaking of dynamite of course uh, Steph and I will always jump into that every Thursday right here on Wrestling Daily Uh, also we're going to touch on a bit of news the titular news tonight being Daniel Bryan's comments to BT Sport of all people or WWE affiliate very peculiar that he might you know fancy doing something else basically like okay Uh, it took me a bit by surprise Steph uh, it definitely took me a surprise that the comments were to BT Sport. I was like, why is Brian shooting with BT Sport when, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, when you get so many WWE guys talking to, uh, you know, uh, more or less affiliated publications and Total Kayfabe. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bryan, Barbara shooting with BT Sport. Wow. Yeah, we'll get into that shortly. But basically, Daniel Bryan's like, yeah, I didn't really feel WrestleMania. Okay, then. Um, (laughs) You know, probably don't tell that to the partner of WWE. But nonetheless, (laughs) Daniel Bryan, he gives no Fs. Anyway, uh, while we're here, you do know that we've got merch for Wrestling Daily right now. We've got, you know, we need your thumbs up. We need your uh, subscriptions for the youtube channel make sure you give us all of that that was my stuff. subscription uh, I still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and while you are subscribing to us make sure you subscribe to steph who of course is on top of all things aw and i'll tell you what and i said this to you privately anyway on instagram i think it's awesome that you've put the work in to the point where digital spy have made aw their own little section like i that, that yeah. is i i i i don't know if People probably appreciate how how big a thing that is, but to me, obviously, someone who is well versed in such things, man, like yeah, you know, I know how much of a struggle that is for me at Talksport. So I'm I'm very very happy oh, that you've done it, Steph. What a great indication so of your much. work. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, um, you know, they've had just a WWE section for a long time, but with a lot of building up AEW coverage, we got the AEW section. And I, I honestly did shed a tear when, when they told me. <laughs> I really did that we were getting an AEW section. It's like, what? guys. <laughs> guys, what a victory. Yes. What a victory. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, as, as Forgotten Wonders urbex says here uh, oh yeah and you're totally doing that thing at 15k are you trying to say you know what it is because i don't know if you do uh we are putting the wheels in motion for that in the next couple of weeks um and all four of us are going to be involved of course so yeah, i can't wait um i was having a good chat with some people at wrestle talk today it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot Woo! of fun um yes moving along here we've got some other things from the mods uh you can subscribe to the channel there in the live chat and of course you can get your wrestle talk merch now as has become custom with wrestle talk merch we have to show you the wrestle talk model uh the wrestle scope himself wearing the merch look at that belt steph wow <laughs> wow look at him proudly what what belt did he use to make that belt i don't know it looks like maybe the old tag team belt if i had to speculate maybe the tag title kind of looks that maybe. shape. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I, I know he's in the chat. I know he can. He can let us know. Let us know. Um, but yes, that is one of them. The actual design, of course, is here. And if you want to be a good egg, which you can see on the belt there, you can get it in shirt form here. They're both of them are on the Wrestle Talk uh, store now. Make sure you jump on over, um, Steph. What uh, we were just yes. talking about your YouTube channel. Uh, what kind, have you got anything special on the way this week? You got, I know you got the Friday show, right? Yeah, I've got my show on Friday talking all about AW, 11.30 p.m. UK time. Um, next week, next Thursday, I'm going to do what I've been promising all my lovely subscribers, my 1,000 subscriber live stream party. Um, that's going to be fun. Uh, that's going to be about anything and everything. I'm just going to have a live uh, drink and chat and bring on some guests. Um, do like a proper, I don't know, ask ask me anything about anything, you know, uh, type thing. And then, yeah. And right now I'm planning what I'm going to do heading into Blood and Guts and Double or Nothing. Because May is well, every month's AW month. But May is very much AW month. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot, a lot to come. So, yeah. That's that's what's going on in my YouTube AW stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to see what uh double or nothing is gonna conjure up for us. Obviously, like that's the thing with AEW because they have four of those major shows. It's so good. Uh it's so good that they load them up the way that they do. So I'm very excited about that. And I think WWE has backlash WrestleMania. Um WrestleMania <laughs> backlash. <laughs> Isn't that? Uh, do you not think that's such a watering down of WrestleMania to tag yeah. it on to Backlash? Terrible! It, it's like it, the WrestleMania Revenge tours, and it's the like their their desperation of marketing. Like you know when um you know when you work for a website sometimes and you're writing a headline, they're mm -hmm. like, oh SEO. So you know somehow you need to cram all of yes. these names, and you're like, come on. So you're like Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy ex WWE star Dave Batista. There says, you go. Yeah. 
Like, or, or like someone gets released from WWE and they'll be like, you have to put Vince McMahon in the headline. I'm like, well, it doesn't really fit. Vince McMahon, let's go 15 times. I'm like, oh, all right, well, yeah. there you go. Um, yeah. The common yeah. the common problems. Anyway, uh, I need to get rid of this. WrestleScope, he does confirm that it is an old tag team belt. There you go. I knew my shapes were right. There you go. I thought uh, he was going to tell us that he just melted some gold, molded it himself, skinned a cow <laughs> for some leather, crafted I, that. I could I could believe it. I will say I this, right? Believe it. Uh, so WrestleScope says here, finally got my car back today after two weeks and $1,360. I got my car back today after two weeks as well, which is weird. Ooh. Yeah, very spooky. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, mine cost less than that. Um but they, they did try and like, so I, I, I purchased a warranty for like a grand when I bought the car mm-hmm. and my clutch went and I was like, oh man, this is going to suck. So I had it sent to the garage it came from and I was like, it's fine. It'll be under warranty. He ran me up and he was like, yeah, so anyway, it's going to cost 1200 quid. I was like, it's not. <laughs> like, hang on. Hang the hell on. I'm under warranty. And they were like, are you? So what do you mean? Are you? Um, <laughs> so yeah, eventually they were like, Okay, so this amount is so they gave me the bill today. It was like over two grand, but X amount was covered by the warranty, and the rest was like six hundred and fifty. So I haven't had a great day. And last night, oh, I was terrible. playing, I was playing Red Dead Redemption, right? Um, two, and I was looking for this legendary horse. <laughs> this is so sad, and I spent like two hours trying to catch this horse, and it got to like eleven o'clock, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I'm a, I'm a thirty three nearly. You're an old man. I could be in bed. I don't need this horse. Um, and that was it. I, I, wow. When, um, when my when my missus said, "What have you been doing?" and I was like, I'm "Trying to catch a horse." She was. She just looked at me as if to say, "You are ridiculous." So anyway, bad that's twenty. An insight. Bad, that's an insight, man. You tell these stories to someone that doesn't own a car or a game but wow <laughs> yeah it's not, it's not about 24 hours in my in the alex mccarthy life but there you have it um well i had my usual night of watching dynamite live and then still being awake at 5 a.m going why am i still awake i can't i can't i have to I should I need to start watching it in bed or something. I wanted that Arabian horse. Everyone, Red Dead fans, they'll know what I'm talking about. You got to ride ten years to get to where they are, and then when you get there, I'm, I'm not going to go on about it. I'm not going to go on about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't a company car. Ah, oh, terrible, terrible. Twenty four hours. Oh, please, can we have company cars at fifteen k? I know. I'm about to say, Jesus. I mean. <laughs> Blood out of a stone. Anyway, uh, do you know what I do want to say before we move on here? Uh, I don't know if anyone saw Louis' tweet today. Um, uh, Dave Meltzer reporting that Charlotte Flair is is suspended because um, in storyline, they're trying to write her off so she can have some dental work done. Mm-hmm. Fans of the show, you regular viewers in the chat right now will know, we spoke about this two days ago. Two days ago, we said that on this show. And Uncle Dave comes out. I know we're probably off his radar. Um, but that, that's so annoying when it's just like, oh, Dave Meltzer's reporting. Is he, though? Because that pretty, is annoying. It's not in WWE, you know, and they go, as first reported by, was it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they try and feed information to people. and then, But, you know, the, the dirt sheets, for want of a better term, 
Yeah, yeah. I've, I've already done it, but WWE just don't acknowledge it. They're like, no, no, no. It was this. Um, that's how I feel today by Uncle Dave. But there you go. Never mind. Sometimes Uncle Dave lets you down. <laughs> to be fair, like I, I, I'm sure Uncle Dave is not watching Wrestling Daily for my tidbits. I'm sure he isn't. Right? That's fine. <laughs> That is fine. I, I, I heard that uh, Uncle Dave reported that Wrestling Daily was killing the Fiend demographic on Thursdays. So <laughs> <laughs> their choice of co-host. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Uh, like, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that like he saw my report and made it his own, by the way, at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just... It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame sometimes. I'm sure he heard the same thing. That's all it was. Anyway, let's talk about the titular news and then we can get into AEW, where everyone's come here for. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan. He's had some things to say. Um, essentially, if I'm, you know, reading between the lines, I don't, I don't, uh, let me have a look at, I need to get the full quote. But essentially, Daniel Bryan said, WrestleMania didn't give him the same buzz as previous. So here, here are the quotes. Um, in so his con- voice, <laughs> That's impossible. That's difficult because he has all these different cadences. He's like, ah. Uh. Um, so, so he says, so my contract's actually up relatively soon. He told me that in an interview um, a couple of months back. Uh, I think he's been pretty open about it. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life. Uh, I'm going to be 40 soon with two kids. I've been on a lone dad duty. Brie had a couple of days with the girls. I was like, oh my gosh, Brie, this every week uh, with one kid. I don't want to say it's easy, but throwing two kids and one of them being a baby baby. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm juggling all these things. So he's, he said about this before to me in terms of like, he doesn't want to miss his children at this age. Right. That's, that's something to him. Um, So he's basically considering what he's going to be doing next. And he goes, I haven't watched it back yet, to be honest, talking about WrestleMania. I don't know if watching back would really help figure out why I was so detached, detached. I'm not a big believer in signs. Uh, most people think of me as like this hippy dippy kind of thing because I'm an environmentalist, but I'm really not. I really love science and reality based things, but maybe it is a sign and it's time to let go of being a full time wrestler, which is kind of what I've been thinking for a while. Jesus. Uh, when I first started training, Shawn Michael said the second that you don't get nervous right before you go out, that's when you need to retire. And I don't necessarily believe that because for a long time, I haven't gotten nervous before I go out. I'm excited because it's fun. But the odd detachment was like, whoa, maybe I'm. it's either I'm going to die or it's, or it's time. Uh, maybe this is just a sign that it isn't the same type of fulfilling that it was before. So it's interesting. I don't know. I, I just said I'm not hippy-dippy. And I'm, I've been trying to mediate on it and talk to my friends I'm close with like, hey, what is that? So... Elsewhere in the interview, Brian basically intimates that he would like to wrestle for WWE and elsewhere if he, you know, if he if he could make that work. He'd like to be probably the first man in history that Vince would allow. Let's be honest, he, he wouldn't allow it. Let's, you know, let's just be straight up. Um, I don't know. It's, it's one of them. Uh, Daniel Bryan has spoke about it for so long, Steph, where he's like, I'd love to work. Tanahashi and I'd love to work Omega like and I feel like and I've seen it on Twitter a little bit people kind of got tired of him saying that they were like well if you want to do that go and do it then like and I I don't hate you know for me I love him in WWE I think his body of work's amazing I thought what he did at WrestleMania was amazing 
frankly. So if he didn't really care for it, it's a bit like, oh, well. Um, do I see him departing the WWE family? I think it would only be briefly if he did. Do you know what I mean? Like he might take a sabbatical, but I think he'll always maybe end up in WWE. I don't know. Well, what do you think? Well, firstly, I think, did he think he was talking to uh, Dr. Shelby there with the level he was going into of just unloading his brain? That was crazy. Um, but I feel like, yeah, he's he's said all this stuff like so many times. Um, and he knows it's what people want to hear. He knows that he's that guy that wrestles for WWE that people basically want to say, want to say that they want to do something else that can kind of get away with saying it. Um, so, yeah, I don't really believe that he's going to do anything. I think if he wants to take a break and when his contract comes up, he'll probably think the easiest option is to just be a part-time WWE wrestler. And there's a lot tied up with him in, in WWE with Brie and Total Bellas and all of that. Like, I just don't see him leaving. I think that he he's just one of those people that he says it so often and, like, no offense, Daniel Bryan, but if you want to go do all these things, go and do them. I mean, Moxley did it, you know, <laughs> go do it because mm -hmm. you just sitting talking about it, it's, it's getting like, it's getting silly. You know, you either, you either secretly like being in WWE and the cushiness it provides you, or you just don't have the courage to go out and actually fulfill any dreams or goals you have left. And, yeah. you know, I, I, how he felt about the WrestleMania match, it just sounded like someone who's, like, their heart just isn't in it anymore because uh, I thought it was a really good match. But I can see him just being like, oh, here I am again, going through the motions, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. And that's the thing for Daniel. Like, I don't think it's as much as where he's wrestling or who he's wrestling. I think it's more... He keeps talking about the family thing. That that seems to be the main thing. Like he wants to be that dad who's mm -hmm. there and he's present for his kids. I could see him taking a bit of a break. I really could until his yeah. kids get his till his kids get into school. I know his eldest is either in there or close to it, and then obviously he's got the youngest one now that I think is still under a year old. So yeah. you you that would be like a good two or three years that he would have to sit yeah. out, and he'd still only be like 42, 43. So he could easily come mm. back and still be like at the peak of his powers. Cause to me right now, I still think he's in like the top five wrestlers in the world. I really do. I think his work is still amazing. Um, so that is like the part of me that's like, no, don't walk away, Daniel Bryan. But at the same time, you talk about it enough. Like he, he, he can't just be talking about it for fun. And I think the fact that he said it to BT Sport, exactly what Steph said. <laughs> I mean, he either didn't think it through and I, I don't think that's the case because he's a very intelligent man. Like, he, he literally doesn't care. Like, he's just a bit like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And the, the only thing yeah. is, he will not be able to, to have his cake and eat it. You have a part-time with WWE yeah. and, you know, that's cool, but you won't be able to go and wrestle wherever you want. That's not how it works. Yeah. Like, especially, I think Vince will have learned lessons from what Jericho did. When, oh, 100%. When, when like, Vince let Jericho go to Japan, in Vince's mind, it was like, it's fine. Jericho will come back. It'll be great for everyone. He didn't anticipate that Jericho would get a taste for outside of WWE. Not even did he think it's fine he'll come back. He thought, oh, he's going over there to show everyone how great WWE is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, when Vince McMahon made the greatest decision of all time, 
letting Jericho go to Japan. Yeah, he won't be making that that decision again, especially not with Daniel Bryan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just a note here that Tonell says, to be fair, and I'm assuming WO is Wrestling Observer, um, the abbreviation, so you can let me know. Uh, TalkSport's Alex McCarthy first reported Tuesday that Flair was having dental surgery, which is why she's gone, confirmed by Dave Meltzer during Wrestling Observer Radio. Well, that clears that up. There we go. I retract any um, any frustration. You'd over. I thought yeah. that. I thought we were. Go- I thought me and you were going to have to take on Dave and Alvarez in a tag. <laughs> I mean, Getting pumped up. <laughs> I mean, come, come on now. Uh, we'll still do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like I said, I never, I never thought it was like a malicious thing. It's just, uh, it's just annoying when outlets in particular are kind of like Dave Meltzer has said this. You're like, ah. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. there you go. Uh, oh, fightful. Are a Stephanie Chase Stan account. Listen. Oh, listen, thank you. Hey now, Sean Rossap. <laughs> You've already amassed a great squad at Fightful. Keep your grubby mitts off my talent. My talent on Wrestling Daily. You've got your own, brother. Keep um, your Alex, paws off. What if, like, Daniel Bryan, I want to? <laughs> yeah, you're going to go talk to WrestleTalk and be like, I just you know, feel like I could be everywhere. I do feel like I could be everywhere, yes. <laughs> but, yes, lots of love to Fightful. Uh, absolutely listen sean if you want to work something out if you want to give me wrestling my british granny and you can have some steph chase in the exchange i'm sure we can work something out all right that is something we could talk about uh don't don't 
bargain with me like I'm one of your Red Dead Redemption horses? <laughs> I wish I had those horses, Steph. That's the point. <laughs> I wish I did. Oh, God. <laughs> Steph wants to compete for other brands. Steph is Daniel Bryan. We've heard it here. First, first reported by Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it. All right. Enough. Enough. Uh, let's give <laughs> a good time to remind everyone, by the way, Steph, because you are the Ultra Chat Queen. Get your Ultra Chats in, guys. Uh, anything Get them we've, in. we've just spoke about with Daniel Bryan or in any other news going around today. And of course, Dynamite. If you've got Steph here, you've got Miss Dynamite herself here, you better throw some opinions in. Get them over to us. The mods will uh, get them into us. We'll read them out on screen and you can have your entire thoughts pontificated upon on the wrestling daily what a wonderful thing that is i made it sound more wonderful than it probably is but still it's wonderful we were... yes there it is and there and they're there the mod at the double get your thoughts into steph she, i'm sure she's got the fan ready just in case oh, you do. guys in case you guys come at her sideways with a take uh until then let's talk dynamite shall we uh yes I'm going to go chronologically, I think, Steph. That's, oh, okay. I, I, I think we'll, we'll build to the crescendo. Uh, but it, it's nice because uh, Donna might have a habit of doing this. Like, it opens with two people I really like having a wrestling match. And that's the same thing that happened here with Ricky, Ricky Starks and Hangman Page. Uh, I knew, like, it's one of those on paper. I was like, I'm going to like this. Uh, yeah. And shock horror, I did like it. Um, you know, it, it was kind of cool that... Taz as well after the match, kind of, you know, w warning Paige to, to watch his back and kind of getting their heat back and stuff. And we had more dark, dark order hangman page stuff. And we know that I'm on board for that, Steph. So what did you make of this opening match and kind of the stories that are coming out of it? Yeah, I, this is a match I was really looking forward to. Just two of the best guys in AW, best young guys, um, and two of the most charismatic guys as well. So great to open it with we also had hook there at ringside great person to open the show with bring in those young viewers taz on commentary um and yeah really awesome match i been really wanting Paige to get some good direction following that matt hardy feud and i think that i'd love to see him go into a proper feud with ricky starks that maybe includes the rest of team taz though team taz are busy right now but yeah it would be very cool i think to see a team taz kind of hangman bit of dark order like full feud i think that would be great but yeah hot opener as always and two a really good choice of two guys to start off the show you know what i liked it that um he didn't win with the buckshot lariat i liked it that he tapped him you know, just to, just to switch it up and make it look a little bit more dangerous. There's more ways for Paige to win. And I, I, I like a crossface. I do. Um, I thought Stark sold the ankle really well to the point where I was like, maybe there's an issue here. Um, yeah. You know, what, what else do we think about Team Taz, right? H Hook's there. Steph's, Steph's favourite wrestler ever already. Um, but <laughs> Hook is endgame for all <laughs> uh What's going on with Brian Cage? Um, I don't know what's going on with Brian Cage. Like, there's, you know, this tension between him and Ricky. I, I don't want a Team Taz breakup, like, at all. I want Brian Cage to stay put. Um, So I'm kind of, I'm just worried. I'm worried he's going to leave. I'd rather him 
you know, get involved in whatever Ricky's doing. I'd rather they have like come together and pop or hug it out. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know about Team Taz. Um there's a, we're gonna get on to Will Hobbs, but I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like he's maybe the guy, right? That like is gonna be the one who kind of rises out of that stable. Uh even though I love everyone in it, to be frank. It's gotta but... be Hook. <laughs> it's really no no, it's seriously like Hook. You like laugh at me with the hook stuff. I do like, laugh at you with the hook, hook stuff. You love him. No, I just think he's he's re- he's really cool, but mm. he's like exactly the kind of young guy that wrestling needs because yeah. wrestling doesn't have very many cool young people, and Hook is it. Like he was out there last night in his vest in his like leather pants, and <laughs> he he, just, he looks like a guy, a young guy on Instagram. And wrestlers are like notoriously don't dress the best slash trendiest. And mm. you have like I saw Taz responding to like someone talking about Hook's fashion on Twitter today, and it's like Hook is young and current, and I like to see that on wrestling, you know, TV, especially to like draw in a a young demographic. You know, he just he looks like what's going on right now, and I like I like that. He is a he's a star. I can't wait to see him wrestle. Twitter will explode the day Hook wrestles. <laughs> really I, well. I, I actually would have liked. Um, I, I really liked Starks's selling in this match, but I, I would have liked to seen them both go fully at it too. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I feel like the selling maybe prevented it being what it could have been, even though it was really yeah. good. Um, you know, it reminded me of when, and I know you hate this guy, but I like him. Uh, <laughs> when, when every every Seth Rollins match was a knee injury. <laughs> do you remember that period? There was like a year, like a full-blown year, where every time Seth Rollins got worked over in a match, he was like, ah, his knee's gone again. I was like, come on, man. Um, I'm glad we got out of that era. Um, Sadly, not the Seth Rollins era. (laughs) Next up. Limited range. Hey, now. Blasphemy against the the Messiah. Uh, Next up. Next up on Dynamite, we had Trent and Pentatel Medo, uh, or Pentagon Jr., whatever you want to call him. And uh, it was cool, right? Death Triangle battling with mm-hmm. best friends. We kind of saw uh, the start of this feud uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's kind of yeah. you know, ticking along nicely. Uh, Penta got the win with the package pile driver. Um, you know, there was there was a lot to like about this angle. I don't think it was like a, you know, a classic. Or anything like that. Yeah. It was, you know, but um, I, I, I'm actually intrigued by this pairing more than I thought. And the more I think about it, there is there are loads of great tag teams in AEW. I don't know if there's anyone I want to see win the title more at some point than Best Friends. I would really like to see them be champions down the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love um, Best Friends versus Death Triangle as a feud. I think. It's so good. Like, obviously, they've done things before, as they showed us last week. But I think where a proper feud between these guys leading to a big match on the level of Parking Lot Brawl or, or Arcade Anarchy, like the next iteration of the Best Friends doing a match like that, like that, them and Death Triangle be awesome. They just, Death Triangle just needs to bring in a female member for Chris Statlander to feud with. Yeah. Like yeah. to really I mean I said who, who would that, that be Steph? who would it be okay I want it to be Layla Hirsch but then a lot of people want her in Team Taz 
but I think I think she'd be a good fit. I think I know a lot of people said to me Thunder Rosa, but to me she's such a baby face. Like mm. Death Triangle wants someone that can be more heelish. Yeah, I mean, now that you say it, on paper Thunder Rosa does seem like the one. Like just just, just as soon as yeah. you said it, I thought yeah, but. At the same time, you'd have to rejig some things. I understand. I yeah. understand what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, let's move along from that to JR interviews the pinnacle. Now, this would serve to be like kind of part one of, of a promo battle per se. But, yeah. um, man, MJF, like, there's no point. <laughs> is there any point me sitting here going, yeah, MJF's really good at promos, isn't he? Like, we all know MJF is incredible at promos. But even for him... This was extremely good, Steph. It was, but burying the lake as Wardlow spoke in this. <laughs> yeah. And I actually rewound that back while watching live and did not watch the MJF bit live because I rewound back Wardlow speaking. But yeah, uh, MJF was great as always. Um, really, really good. He he has a very good in, intensity when he speaks and he's very believable. And I think it's he's such a good mouthpiece for for a faction like that. But I did like that he threw to Wardlow. I like that Wardlow spoke, and I like that when Wardlow spoke, it was to Chris Jericho because that yeah. is a match. That is my current AEW dream match is Wardlow versus Jericho. So <laughs> Wardlow finally speaking uh, and calling out Jericho and using what happened in that promo to his advantage was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. With the original attack, I thought that the... He was so Jericho Wardlow. The standout thing was definitely Wardlow and Jericho, right? And on paper, and to a lot of fans, even the way this promo ended where MJF is saying that he's coming for Jericho's spot, MJF is speaking to Jericho directly a lot. But still, even that opening salvo from Wardlow... Like, I get the feeling more like it's Wardlow who's going to be coming and, and taking that moment, right? Even though MJF right. is talking about it, I feel like Wardlow is going to be the one that actually seizes it. And maybe that will cause some friction. I, I don't know. I have to get this out. Like, Wardlow is end game, uh, like, period of everything. I, I really do think, like, conspiracy theory, everything is actually built around Wardlow. It is all elite Wardlow. Everything is built around him and MJF and any other, like MJF, even a hangman page, they're all just red herrings that like, this is all for Wardlow. So I think that, yeah, Wardlow and Jericho is definitely going to happen. Like, I'm so excited about this to the point where when I uh, interviewed him last week, one of my questions was, are you going to wrestle Wardlow? <laughs> and then, <laughs> I thought that's like so specific. Yeah, so plain. Was he like? Huh? <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I, I'm probably gonna have matches with all of the pinnacle guys." But I had to just did, like I just. <laughs> I know. I just had to publicly get in there that Wardlow needs to have a match with him, like now. <laughs> You're basically just fulfilling your own wishes. That I, I like it. I like, like it. Fantasy, but, but I do, I do seriously think that Wardlow is. Um, they have a lot invested in Wardlow in the way. 
they're, they present him. I called him back, give him these moments. It's so important. And I think that the, that, that beatdown of Jericho was the moment when you really, really saw it, that, yes, Wardlow is is the guy. And then what happened this week as well. Blood and Guts will be very interesting and the aftermath. What is going on here? Uh I was humiliated in front of my whole team due to a bad call they made the team listen to. I'm in tears now. Carol, Wands, Rowcroft, do not be in tears. Come to no. the Wrestling Daily to uh, have support from your loved ones and friends. Have this virtual hug that I'm sending your way. Look at it. Look how tight that is. Oh, locked in. Um, send love to Carol's way. What a good egg she is. Um <laughs> Dios, yeah. Hey, Jericho already wrestled Pineapple P. Of course he'd wrestle Wardlow. <laughs> no, it's not about would he wrestle Wardlow. It's about when, when and how big the, the program will be and how big a stage they'll be given. What well, if, what if for double or nothing and after Blood and Guts, MJF's like, I challenge you to match Jericho and Wardlow is just like, Dude, you can't handle that. Like, step aside. I'm going to do it. Yeah. How good would that be? What a moment. I, I mean, that that day will come, right, where Wardlow realises his worth. And it's going to be yes. like... I, I, and that will be the face-off between him and MJF. Because I know MJF, like, the guy obviously has main event calibre forever written all over him. Like, I get it. Um, but Wardlow is... It, I think. I just think you're right. Like, he is the guy. Um, everything that we've seen from him so far leads me to believe he's got everything you could want. Top guy. Looks it. Works like it. Moves like it. Yeah. Like, what, what else do you want? So, hopefully. Hopefully, that's it. Anyway, talking about Dynamite moving along, we had a title match next, and it was Tay Conti, who I was really pulling for here, against Sheeta. Um, I've got to say... I, it was one of those matches where I wanted Conti to win, but I knew Sheeta would win. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and there's nothing exactly. wrong with that because as long as you can kind of make the challenger credible in defeat, then, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a worthwhile exercise is what I would call it. And I feel yeah. like that's what it was. Conti came out of this looking like she belonged in that kind of title shakeup. She looks like she is a, a credible player. Um, Sheeta, you know, maintains her her spell as champion, but Britt Baker appearing, and now that she's the number one challenger, like to me, all signs point to Britt Baker. She's gonna take the title sooner rather than later, and then maybe that's when Thunder Rose is like, "Hang on a minute, I did beat you, unsanctioned or not," yeah. and we work our way back to that. What do you think? Yeah, I think that the double or nothing match is Britt Baker and Sheeta, but I felt exactly the same as you. Like, I want it tied to win. Uh, she's so great, and but I knew that Sheeta would win. And honestly, it's only right that Sheeta wins because she has held it down during the pandemic. Yeah. And you know, she said in the promo package before she wants to be champion in front of fans. They absolutely should give her that moment at Double or Nothing, um, where they'll hopefully have more fans. And but then I think she's going to lose it. She's going to lose it to Britt Baker. But it was a really, really great match. It's like every time we talk about Ty Conti, you talk about how much she improved. But this match, yeah. I think we really got to see the full range of, of things she can do. And she's also a great wrestler with her, the way she emotes and her facials and all of that. She's just so, such a great baby face. And I love the, the bit of the promo package that they saw, that they showed before the match, because I just thought 
like I believe both these women. And if I if I was watching this totally, uh, I'd never seen it before. I wouldn't know who to root for. Um, with the way they were talking, like I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't know which one. Uh, and I just thought that was just such a great little, real, like believable package as well that AW threw in there before the match. But great, great match. My favorite match of the night for sure. I, you have to play the hot hand in my opinion, and you have to get mm-hmm. the title on Britt Baker. Like, yeah, you, you, have, you have, you have to. Uh, and I feel like the program of her and Thunder Rosa would be red hot you got to do it. And then you've got Jade Cargill, who's kind of quietly moving up the ranks. Again, we'll talk about that shortly. I really hope that they don't partner her with anyone. Um, but I can understand what they're thinking. Uh, but yeah, like the women's division all of a sudden looking very good. So yeah, I liked it. Anyway, the inner circle had their chance for a rebuttal. All right. Instead of Jim Ross, it was Tony Skiavone in the ring uh, interviewing them. Jake Hager was talking. Uh, Santana was talking about bitch moves and whatnot. Uh, and then Jericho did what, what everyone expected. He really took the assertion, did the lengthy promo, um, bit of a show tune. Uh, you, you know, there was, there was a lot going on there. Uh, who do you think won the promo battle per se, Steph? Can you bring it? Can you, can you bring it to say it's not Jericho? Can you bring yourself to say that? Um, I think, more than <laughs> Jericho combined, <laughs> but I I thought um, I must point out I thought Santana was really really good, um, I, but I've always thought like Santana and Ortiz both of them when you give them the chance in the mic that they're great, um, and I'm just a huge fan of Jake Hager in, in AEW. <laughs> just he's so happy. <laughs> I think. Like Jake Hager's my spirit animal <laughs> because he's just so happy to be there, you know. <laughs> Do you ever look at Jake Hager and think he's my spirit animal? <laughs> That's a content man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like he's like happy, he's like behind Jericho, like laughing at all his jokes, being like, This is great. Uh, and I'm like me. <laughs> <It's> me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really did enjoy this uh promo by all of the inner circle. I think that the end of it was really good when Jericho got really intense. Um I think we're not that far from blood and guts. We've only got a week or so more to build. Um I think that they they didn't give it that long a time from when they announced it to when it's gonna happen. But I think this just Promoing like this is a great way to build it up so that we can like further anticipate the big match, which did you hear what Dave said about the, the match today? That, um, that he says like basically most of that show is going to be the blood and guts match and there might not be any other matches live or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. Two hours. I'm down for the t- for a two hour match. Sure. I'm just like, <laughs> That's, you know, that's a lot, right? Like, uh, how do you, how do you make think, it work? There'd be ad breaks, presumably, and stuff. Like, I don't yeah. know. I would say they should do so maybe one opening match that they've pre-taped, because I get, like, not being able to do other live matches when you've got this massive structure. So maybe, like, pre-tape something, do some packages, and then maybe the last, like, hour and a half or hour and 15 is the whole Blood and Guts match. But I think just turning over the show 
to that match pretty much is pretty cool and it makes it more of a big event spectacle that I think will hold the viewers. As I just saw in the chat, so I, I, I went to Twitter. Sam uh, Chris says, wow, Mickey James just got her care package from WWE in a trash bag. Looking at Twitter what? now. And so Mickey has said, dear Vincent Man, I'm not sure you're if you're aware. I did receive my WWE care package today. Thank you. Always blessed and grateful. Hashtag women's wrestling. I'm assuming there's sarcasm there because it is actually in a trash bag with just a green <sighs> sticker that says Mickey. And everybody in the comments is like, what the hell is this? That is not how you treat a legend, man. That's what disgusting. Is... That is absolutely disgusting. I mean, the whole the whole way they've treated her throughout her career has been disgusting, but that's really just the exclamation point. Yeah. That's, that's I, terrible. She, I, I see Gail, Kim, and everyone like, what is that? Um, wow. So terrible. So terrible. Anyway, um, aside from, Vin I mean, uh, probably isn't Vincent Mann himself, but still, nonetheless, WWE, terrible, terrible uh, ethos, maybe, is or etiquette, whatever it is, it's not great. It really isn't. They are, um, anything, they are anything but the family they pretend to be, the way yeah. they treat people. Yeah, only, only like... On, only if you're a money cow, basically. Uh, and that is it. Moving along with Dynamite, we had Billy Gunn and QT Marshall. Uh, now, QT Marshall has basically become like, this is probably a reference not everyone will get, but he's like Christopher Moltisanti from The Sopranos. Like, all of a sudden, he's basically like a mob boss um, out of nowhere. And, yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy how he's put this family together. Uh, Anthony Gogo, Nick Camarotto, and Aaron Solo. Like I said, all the O's, all the O's. Um, and, yeah, they battled uh, Billy Gunn, and he had his sons Colton and Austin with him. Uh, you know, interesting love. Marshall picks up the victory. Um, not amazing match or anything, but uh, I will say that, you know the, the after the match stuff, like the the no soul, the no the no sold, the no sell from Camarotto for the uh, the wooden chair of the head was pretty gnarly. You know he mm. really was just like, um, yeah. I, 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 it continues the QT Marshall thing, and and but the guns at the end didn't look totally weak either. So really, mission accomplished, I guess. Yeah, um, I think the QT stuff, it's fine so far i think it plays better on elevation than it does on dynamite um i know qt is the leader but obviously we've been talking about who's the the, the real person in each faction like the real person here is a go-go uh and he you know he had such a great outing last week that this was a less impressive like this is the factory moment you know having qt yeah no, no yeah. offense to him um, so it was fine. Billy Gunn, he's also not the person I would have put in that spot. Like, I get it. I watched, I was watching Elevation and I saw the angle where he's, you know, kind of coming to defend his sons. Um, but 
I, I still, I would have, it was Austin on Elevation, I would have given the spot to Colton on Dynamite or something like that. Yeah, um, I, 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 there's a lot of, all the pieces in this segment I like, right? Like, yeah. I kind of I like the whole Billy Gunn and his, you know, I don't know, his, his genetics everywhere. Um, and I like... <laughs> it's genetics everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. <laughs> Terrible thought. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, maybe rephrase. Anyway, uh, QT Marshall as well. Um, like you said, it's fine right now. Um, you know, Dustin, Dustin getting involved as well. Like, I'm, I'm down with it. It's fine. Um, we just have to see where that goes. Uh, next, my man Christian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, this is the kind of matchup I can really dig, right? It's a veteran, and uh, for my money, Christian has shown at every turn that he can very much still go. Powerhouse Hobbs is definitely in the ascension, definitely on the rise. Um, and he looks like someone who'll be a valuable player for AEW down the line, and he's still kind of in that early push. I'm okay with Christian getting the win. Of course I am. I'm a big Christian fan. Um, but I do, I do think it was a decent match um, that kind of, you know, Christian had to work underneath. Powerhouse Hobbs had a lot. It, it did, you know, I've seen a few people not love it, but I, I personally liked it. And I don't know whether that's my bias blinding me, but I did like it. I think you're incredibly biased towards one wrestler whose name begins with C, Alex. And I personally <laughs> would know what that's like at all. Um, <laughs> because that never happens to me. Um, treat everyone equally. Uh, I thought it was a good match. And I think that this is what I want to see Christian doing in, in AEW. I want to see him taking on guys like Will Hobbs those guys that you're trying to move up the card. Will Hobbs is definitely a valuable player. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed this match more than his match with Kazarian, to be honest. Yeah, me too. And and I like that match very much with Kazarian, but yeah. um, I felt yeah. like this, this showed a lot for both men. Um, you know, like I know that not everyone loves like kind of the slow methodical pace sometimes, but um, I do think with Christian kind of trying to grind a big man, like it, it worked for me. It worked. Um, in the main event, we had Darby Allen. And Jungle Boy, uh, TNT title. Uh, now, on paper, again, just a great match, right? Um, you know, two two amazing talents, and they're well-matched size-wise, style-wise, and they did not disappoint, Steph. Uh -huh. This is great. This was like the young energy of AEW. Um, you've got Darby, who's – he's – He's in a great spot right now. He's TNT champion. But Jungle Boy is, you know, he's usually in his tag team matches with Jurassic Express. Um, but then when he gets a big solo moment, like his match with MJF that was so great last year, like he really delivers. Um, and I thought he he rose to the occasion um, last night, being in the main event of Dynamite. And it was, just, it, it was just something I really wanted to see. And it's something that I feel like is so not what you see on WWE. So I'm hoping people saw like the positive in that of these two young guys and having a great like match that's more about respect than anything else. Like there's there's no rivalry, there's no hatred. It's like Darby giving that guy the guy that's just that's a little bit lower than him, a little bit younger than him. They're both still like really early twenties and giving mm -hmm. him that kind of leg up and it was awesome. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought the action was great. And I like it that we're seeing, because obviously he was so embroiled in the Team Tad stuff, I like it that now we're yeah. getting 
Darby Allen on a weekly basis doing the TNT yeah. title stuff. That and he definitely... still has Sting there. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> just casually has Sting in his corner every week, which is great. Imagine that's your life where you're just doing <laughs> stuff and you turn around and you're like, oh, Sting's backing me up. You know, it's so cool. I mean, there, there was a lot as well. Um, you know, it was, I mean, speaking of Sting, he reemerged to chase them off. But you had Scorpio yes. Sky, Ethan Page, um, you know, Lance Archer as well. Uh, you know, Lance Archer seemingly is a face now, and I'm kind of okay with it. It's uh, it's it's he weird. Works as a face. Yeah, he does, does work as a face. During that period a couple of months ago where he was being a face before they turned him again, he really he works as a face. Yeah. Um, and then Sting obviously had to chase them all off. But it just shows you basically like the long list of people that Darby Allen can and will work with as TNT champion. It's quite an exciting, uh, I don't want to call it a mid card per se, because again, these are like main event in shows and rightly so. Yeah. It's a title being presented the way a middle, like the middle title should be. It's like old school, you know, New Japan intercontinental title type. Mm. It should, that should be you're not going to have your world champion wrestle on TV shows every week or even nearly every week so that's what that TNT title should be so it's great to see Darby defending it every week in big spots and getting a nice variety of challenges because we had Matt Hardy last time they had this extreme hardcore match you've got Matt Hardy who's a a, a veteran and then this week it's you know no no dirty stuff in the ring jungle boy young guy like the variety of challengers and the matches he can pull off, it's excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, WWE have lost their way with that for a long time now. I think maybe, yeah. See, even when Cena was doing his weekly thing, you know, I think the last time I can really think of a you know amazing intercontinental title main eventing a, a TV show was maybe Guerrero Van Dam Ladder. Like what's that? Two thousand, two thousand two. Like, <laughs> wow. Like that's the. I mean, there probably are others, right? But I mean, that's just the one that like that's, that's, that's memorable. Like that's like a whole Jungle Boy's life ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, how long ago that is. That, that's that's a good calibration. Quickly before we get onto the ultra chats, by the way, last chance for those guys if you want to get them in. Um, what do you make of Rich Swan not appearing on AEW? <laughs> TV because I get it that logistically that might there might be a case for why that can't happen. I feel like it would have been nice with Rebellion being Saturday. I know they did the press conference this week. I know that you know um, it, it just feels like make it feel like Swan could win it and turn up on Dynamite. I would have liked that. Yeah, I okay. So we Kenny and the we've had all this Kenny. Young Bucks, Good Brothers, Don Callis, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, th this whole feud going on now. Um, and, but I actually feel like Kenny, he hasn't really had much of anything on Dynamite, like direction wise, because the, Mo the Moxley Kingston stuff, I think you can pass to the Young, the young Bucks or the Good Brothers. And I actually think two or three weeks of Kenny just being attacked by Rich Swan or something happening between him and Rich Swan and integrating Rich Swan in just for like a short period of time um, would be cool. So I think that um, yeah, if you want if you want to believe that Rich Swan has a chance, I think you'd believe it more if he 
turned up on Dynamite. So I personally, yes, I would have put Rich Swan Dynamite, especially this week when that car pulled up. I love Eddie Kingston so much, but I was saying before they got out, please let this be Rich Swan, and it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a yeah. uh, couple of things here, Matthew Ledesma. Yes, they they changed the date. Sorry, I forgot. Um, it is Sunday, indeed. Uh, Daz Million says the IC title was main event a lot when Brock had the Universal and was part time. Was part time. Um, yes, yeah, I mean Seth Rollins had it right. Um, that was a great stretch for him as a babyface. But um, I, I, I'm talking like memorable show closing matches. Yeah. Now here's a good one from Tonal. Big E winning it from Sami Zayn was a good one. That was the Christmas edition, right? That was good. Um, so th- I know there are examples. I'm just saying, like WWE haven't uh, they haven't kept up the prestige of the mate of the middle card no, title. They've I, always I would argue. they've always given you something like like one great match, but they've never just continued to then like week to week make you think this title is really important and is for like you know, the next guy, like, you know, we both know like what the rock and even triple H's journey was to the company and how important yeah. a middle card title was to building stars, Austin as well. Um, and it's that it's not a stepping stone in WWE anymore. It's kind of given to guys that have been around quite a bit that they're not considered main eventers. So it's like, Oh, you could be an intercontinental guy. But I think mm. in what they're doing in AEW, you know, with, um, with Darby, I think his run as TNT champion will certainly let you know that one day he'll be AEW champion in the future. And the person that gets it off Derby, it will be the same. The Rock and Triple H um, comparison you just made is perfect. Yeah. And Austin, and Austin, to be fair, before he was champion as well. Um, but that yeah. title meant so much when Rock and Triple H were fighting over it. Yeah. You know, they really did. Turn of Millennium, right? You had like... Uh, Jericho, Benoit, mm-hmm. and Angle all going for it. And then look what they went yeah. on to do uh, in the ring. Yeah. That is. Um, let's get to the ultra chats that we have waiting here. We just have a few. Uh, AEW at Matsy Solange says, do you guys think, or maybe no, if AEW will run uh, shows in the UK this year? If so, based on current predicted stories, who would you like to see main event the first UK show? Um, I've said this before. Tony Khan said to me last guy is one of the after show pay-per-views last year. I can't remember which one um, might've been double or nothing, you know, but he basically said that fighter fest was meant to be in yeah. London. That, that was the plan. Obviously the pandemic happened. You can't account for that. Um, everything. And this is like, whenever you ask triple H or AW, anyone, they can't give you a real answer because who knows, right? Like it could be a third yeah. way for all we know. Like you, you, it's really hard to predict at this point. All things going well, England should be June 21st back to normal, essentially. That's the goal. Everyone's going to be vaccinated. There'll be a low risk. We'll all be just operating as, I mean, not as we were, but yeah. life will resume as nicely as possible. In that instance, you'll be able to do arenas again. Um, WWE could do their November tour, which um, as far as I've heard from BT, that WWE would hope to come here. Um, But again, you have to factor in travel restrictions from everywhere else. And it's not just what's going in in the UK. When they can, they will, 1,000%. Tony Khan has roots here. Um, Every AEW wrestler, I'm sure Steph can attest to this as well, you speak to, are desperate to get here. You know, you've got to remember a lot of these are indie guys that have done the circuits in the UK before getting to the big time. And they love 
UK fans. Um, So as far as I'm concerned, Steph, as soon as it's possible, they will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as it's possible, they will. And you're right about the guys really want to come over. And a lot of them did really great stuff over here. I mean, before the pandemic hit, the, the last wrestler I met in person was Eddie Kingston after he did a show over here and then it all kicked off. But yeah, um, but as for, I, I don't know who I'd want to see me an event it because it would, it would just depend on what's going on at the time, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because uh, yeah. you wouldn't say, no, I wouldn't say Anthony Agogo, right? Like, no, but I mean, maybe I would in like, I don't know. 18 months who knows right you don't absolutely. know absolutely um, but i would say like that they should i don't want them to go too heavy or like the way wwe do with with drew mcintyre where you're like all right guys like <laughs> we get it. We people know on it. the street don't know who drew mcintyre is as much as you think that every person in england is or in scotland and england and the whole of uk is a poster of them in their like kitchen they don't like um, <laughs> so i think a go-go would be a good like to be good somewhere in the middle of the card but if but if it's you know if it is 18 months a go-go could be the biggest star in the world who knows WrestleScope, uh, Steph's top fan. That's actually what he says. It is his name. Okay. Hey, Steph and Alex. Hot take. Okay. Ooh. Uh, the Omega Swan match will not see any titles change hands at Rebellion. No build via AEW. Plus, Kenny is not sporting the AAA Mega Belt. The Belt Collector gimmick is dead, he says in capital letters. When are we getting our Steph Chase merch? Need it? It's on the horizon, my friend. Um, I'll answer that. I have to consult with my design team first. Exactly. Things have to be greenlit. As far as, I mean, at the press conference, they made a big point of saying there will be a definitive winner. So somebody is going to win both belts. Um, Oh, wow. Petter made a great shout here. Pack. Why didn't I think of Pack headline in the UK show? Oh, yeah. I'd let Pack headline. There you go. Pack and Kenny. Oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think Kenny wins, personally. But I, I think this is more about doing business for impact. And Kenny being their champion is still good for them, whether you believe it or not. He'll put yeah. more eyes on it. He'll have a match, you know, whatever. Like, I, I, it's good for them. It's not so much for AEW as it is for impact, in my opinion. I think Kenny wins. Um, and I think that if it wasn't for the existence of Don Callis, I think you'd be perfectly right to think like Kenny's not going to win and they're going to bin this whole thing off. Um, but, you know, Don is, is he's so prominent on AWTV. He's with Impact. And I think that's what keeps the relationship going. I think Kenny still is doing the belt collector. Um, and I think that maybe if he does win, the kind of Impact integration will get like stronger than we've seen mm. before because we'll have something more more definitive because right now he's just a an aw guy that brings some impact like that gives guest passes to his impact friends <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i pretty don't much. mean that bad way but it's true you know yeah <laughs> um matt also says for me daniel bryan has given enough to WWE. Realistically, the best stories he could do are with guys he has already worked with and WWE have real trouble building new stars. As much as I would like to see Brian help new talent, WWE just don't care. Um, 
I think you're right and wrong. I mean, they do have problems building new stars. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But um, but Daniel Bryan working a program with someone he likes in 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 the vein of like a Big E. Um, uh, that is something I would I would watch, and I think Daniel Bryan is interested in. He said as much. Um, if you can let him work with the people that he wants to, like Pete Dunne, um, that he's talked about, like a Volta, there is a lot you can do with Daniel Bryan in WWE. Am I saying they'll do it? That's a different question. Um, but I do think we've seen Daniel Bryan does have, even contrary to what he might say, some sway. I say he some with role. like an asterisk next to it. Like he has some. Ultimately, Vince has all, but he has some, right? He can get he can get ideas down the pipeline. Um, and I think if they want to keep him happy, which I I think WWE do, that's a big person to lose. If you let him walk, that's a big person to lose. Like a guy who who came out of retirement has done amazing things for WWE is banging his prime at forty years old. I think I think he's thirty nine. In fact. In wrestling years, that's pretty much your prime. I don't know if you'd want to say, okay, we'll just let you walk and see what happens. Because if he ends up doing matches in AEW, that's that's a Titanic, yeah. you know, Titanic thing to happen. I think the best thing they can do for him is literally make him like a journeyman wrestler within WWE. So if it's like, I want to wrestle this guy on SmackDown, I want to wrestle this guy in NXT, I want to wrestle this guy in NXT UK, you know, he can just do it. Or I want you to bring in a Mexican import for me to wrestle because I've seen this guy and really like it. Like mm. the best thing they could do is give him a deal that keeps him within WWE, but lets him just kind of do his own thing that you can build, you know, big matches on shows around, like, yeah. Yeah, and I, and, and that's not to say, like, Daniel Bryan has worth wherever you put him. Like, he, he you can put him against anyone, and it will be good. He's still, you know, the singles with Edge, I would still watch, right? Like, a singles with, with Roman, obviously, at any point, is still great. Like, Anybody on the SmackDown roster, essentially, you can pair Brian. And, and Brian's really versatile as a character. I know he does like the yes, the yes movement stuff. And that's always like going to be everyone's quote unquote favorite. But even like the Planets Champion and the nuances. That was that he, great. Him and Rowan were so great. good. So good. Yeah. And, you know, the nuances he puts on characters. I just don't count him out is my uh, is my thing. Daniel Bryan is 1000% still one of the best in the world. Um, he could go to Japan and AEW and instantly people would be drooling over the work yeah. he does. So don't get it twisted with Daniel Bryan. Anyway, on that note, thank you so much, guys, for joining us tonight. Um, we appreciated your ultra chats and your your thoughts, your candid thoughts regarding <laughs> AEW Dynamite. Oh, the numbers are in, Steph. 1.1 million this week. That's awesome. So a million back to back millions is good. That's so great. <laughs> Sorry. I really wanted to know what the number was. And the fact that it's over a million, like, it's just fantastic because if they'd gone under a million, you know, oh, it's great. It's great that they've stayed over a million on a show that was pretty much like I think built around young talent. It really was. Um Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Back to back millions. Great. It really is. <sighs> Steph's delight. Well, see, look, we keep ending this show. <laughs> we keep ending this show on a. Uh... I need a cry and a drink, Alex. I need a cry and a drink. <laughs> Listen, WrestleScope is going the wrong way about getting in Steph's good books. The wrong way. 
wrestles he Skype. better be joking because that is a really bad tip <laughs> <laughs> so, like not even worthy bad. of the plan that is a bad rotten egg tip. <laughs> Those eggs have gone off. All right. That I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in this week. Well, as usual, Steph and I have loved your company. So thank you so much. Um, I will be back tomorrow with Will Gavin of Talk Sport for essentially a talk oh, wrestling. Oh, nice. Yeah, a talk that's wrestling. Lovely. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't I'm gonna it? tune in. I love that. I'm gonna tune in. Yeah, a cool wrestling edition of uh, of talk of wrestling daily. So can't wait for that. Steph will be back next Thursday. Of course, you can catch her at 8 p.m. here. But you don't have to wait to see Steph Chase again if you don't want to. Steph, where can they find you? Go over to my YouTube, subscribe there, and join me tomorrow night to talk all about AEW and to get all the deets on my live party that's gonna happen next Thursday. Yeah, and you can see Steph's handle at the top right-hand corner, as well as mine, top left. Give her a follow on Twitter. Get over to her YouTube channel. And thank you so much for joining us, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.